up, everyone? It's your boy, Dave. Your boy! And with me, as always, is my hype man, Shane. Hello. A.K.A. The Shane Board. Beep boop. A.K.A. Again, Shane Dog. Woof woof. Like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> it flows, but like, I don't feel like barking. I, I mean, know. that's fine. Yeah. Also Ew. known as Shane Nasty. Ew. <laughs> like that one. Use that one. Yeah, that one's good. And with me, as always, <laughs> is Ramblin' Russell. I'm Russell. AKA Russell Mania. <laughs> what? AKA Russell. <laughs> Russell, yes, correct. I need to oh get you a God. third nickname. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. Uh, this is the DQB Does Hostful, where we talk about all things movies and entertainment news and sometimes we talk about trailers and and death games. and stuff and games yeah unfortunately we have a lot of death to talk yeah, about a lot this of week. Death. Uh, welcome to the death episode um i don't uh, do we want to like rattle them off real fast we can want me to Last um, week, yeah, we lost uh, meatloaf, possibly to COVID, possibly to COVID. Uh, we also lost the same day. We lost Louis Anderson uh, to lymphoma, lymphoma. I and then was it today? Uh, it was yesterday, this week, today or yesterday. Uh, Peter Robbins, the voice actor for Charlie Brown in the Peanuts sh- uh, TV show. Um. Okay. <laughs> Just randomly decided to play audio. Thanks. Uh, the Charlie Brown voice actor died at 65 uh, by suicide, apparently. And I was trying to find if there was any, like, if he was sick or if he had, like, had um, uh, issues before. Uh, Fox 5, which is a San Diego Fox news station. Uh, Phil Blauer was a close friend of the voice actor over the past 25 years, says he had closely followed the voice actor's ups and downs from interviewing him in jail because of criminal threats he made against several people, including San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore, to speaking with him when he was, when he was in rehab battling an addiction to drugs and alcohol. Uh, so it sounds like the guy had a lot of problems. Um, yeah, Jesus. And yeah. I mean, I, I'd never, I never knew anything about him. Um, Robin started voice acting uh, as Charlie Brown in 1963. Also in several more Peanuts cartoons, he adored the character so much he had a tattoo of Charlie Brown and Snoopy on his arm. Hmm. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, apparently he had bi- bipolar disorder, so that, mm. yeah. So some history of mental illness. Yeah, yeah. history of mental illness and um, some uh, substance abuse and a few few things going on there that I mean I'm sure not a lot of people knew about. Right, that's rough. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, we have a 
We have the suicide hotline here. Good. I'm glad you looked it up. I was going to look it up, but I forgot. Yeah, I had it, and now I don't have it because I'm super professional. Uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 1-800-273-8255. If you or a loved one is feeling distressed, please remember help is available through the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. But, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I'm sad now. Yeah, yeah. So I let's too. let let's not be so sad. Let's talk about something else, unless we want to further talk about the other two deaths. <laughs> I just want to say that, like, uh, the meatloaf kind of hit me a little hard because yeah. my dad was a huge fan. Oh, of yeah, meatloaf. yeah, yeah, a huge fan. So meatloaf already had like a special place in my heart, anyways. Right. So that was yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, Edward Norton posted on instagram uh the picture from uh meatloaf playing robert paulson Mm -hmm. and fight club and uh like posted like kind of a sweet thing uh talking about how meatloaf or meatloaf meatloaf uh (laughs) meatloaf (laughs) yeah Meatloaf. meatloaf um how he how he would just always hug people and stuff and it was pretty cool. It was actually especially cool to see like Edward Norton, who's notorious for being a dick, uh, post post it. Yeah, like, yeah, something that's kind of kinda heartfelt. Yeah, I saw something about Jack Black posting about him too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he seemed to be like a very beloved guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, the Louis Anderson one hit me kind of hard. Like I, a, I wasn't expecting it because, I mean, I haven't really kept up with Louis in a long yeah. time. But, I knew uh, he was sick because I'd seen something about it, um, like a couple, like a year or so ago, or maybe maybe longer. Oh, really? Yeah, I I hadn't seen that he was sick. Uh, but I used to watch this cartoon called uh, Life with Louie. Oh yeah, and, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I used to love that fucking cartoon. Um, I watched it all the time, and so I, I didn't know there's not a lot of episodes. Uh, I thought it was on longer than what it was. Like weird time distortion thing from yeah. being a kid, right? But uh, right. But yeah, so I was just like, I seen it, and I was just like, instead, I was just like, fuck. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. <laughs> he also <laughs> like, I think one of the last things he did was that show on FX with uh, Zach Galifianakis, Baskets, Baskets, yeah, where he played mm. uh, Zach's mom. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I remember seeing an uh, interview with him where I think it was on Conan or something where like they asked him about it and he's like like where you got your like style your inspiration he's like oh my mom he's like <laughs> I, I picked things my mom would wear <laughs> okay what a sweet guy uh do we want to do other news now we should yeah. we should let's let's go into other news make R- it happen R.I.P. to Meatloaf Louis Anderson and the guy i can't remember from peanuts peter robbins peter robbins okay so uh we have some uh movie news uh halloween ends begins production um so that'll close out the halloween franchise hopefully yep at least the the current trilogy I, I hope they don't try to run it too long like they do with most horror franchises. Well, it's literally supposed to be the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Also, Halloween's been Until, going on since the 70s. So. Studio, <laughs> yeah. 
But that's what I mean, right? Like it ran and then they didn't even keep continuity for, and then they had to reboot it twice. And Right, right. Fair. Yeah. Just do this and call it quits. Um, I agree. As much as I love Halloween movies, it's about time. We put it, put Michael away. Put it, put it to rest. <laughs> yeah. Come up with something new. Or at least like run the stuff that's newer out, you know? Cause like it's, it's weird, right? Cause like you start with like, Freddie and Jason and Michael and like they've had movies from the 70s until now. Right. Right. And then like, you know, 10 years later, you got some guys and like maybe some of those guys are still going. And then 10 years later, you've got some guys and maybe those guys are. So now we've got like 200 franchises that are currently running instead of like five. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. This was like, ugh. I don't know. No. <laughs> Although I'd watch a new Freddy movie. I'd watch a new Nightmare. Uh, I don't know. I just I have I haven't watched that many of those. I think I've watched more of the Halloween movies than I have of any of the other main franchises. Really? Yeah. Well, you can come to my house and we can watch them all. Not uh, on tape. They're expensive. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say on tape. <laughs> um. So there's a, a tandem news. Um, one is that uh, the Mortal Kombat sequel from New Line is has, is moving forward. Um, apparently with the Moon Knight uh, writer Jeremy Slater. That I okay. thought was interesting. Yeah. That that guy already has another job. Yeah. And like Moon Knight isn't even out yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm super hype about Moon Knight. I won't talk about it at length in this episode. I'm sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought you were gonna. Yeah, it, I was close. I was close to start talking about Moon Knight again, but um, I was wondering if there's gonna be an episode where we don't mention Marvel at all, but no. <laughs> nope. Nope. Snuck it in there. Not one. Uh, Love you both. You're welcome. Bill from Indy send, sent me a a, a Reddit post today that was like the rankings of all the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. like all the Marvel properties, period. Like, so it had like Blade and the old Fantastic Fours and the, all the X Men movies and shit in there, uh, ranked by their Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. And like, I think, uh, Winter Soldier was a 90 and Black Panther was a 97, 96 or 97. It, Black Panther was number one and like, Winter Soldier was like 14 or something. Whoa. <laughs> so Rotten Tomatoes is wrong is what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, the, their score is also different. Is also weird. Yeah. Uh, their score is uh, the percentage of people who gave it a favorable score. Not like an actual rating. Yeah, okay. exactly. So okay. like 96% of all scores were six or higher for Black Panther, where 90% of all scores were six or higher for winter soldier which still okay. i mean i can kind of see that like winter soldiers kind of like got its little niche thing going on yeah but i just thought it was interesting i give bill bill from india a shout out also giving a shout out to devin for sending me the the information about mortal Kombat. um what up bill what up devin uh the other piece of news that's tangential and may or may not have anything to do with this uh, the Rock says that he is bringing one of the biggest, most badass games to screen. Can't tell you what right now, but it's something that he's played for years. Um, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, Dave thinks it's Crash yeah. Bandicoot or Cubert. 
Um, I think it's a re-release of 2003's Doom. Uh, <laughs> remastered, ready for your Blu-ray 8K player. Ooh. Uh, so I 8K? guess... 8K? That's a lot of Ks. <laughs> the, the direct quote is, we're bringing one of the biggest, most badass games to screen, one that I've played for years. Um, so it makes it sound like it's a new property, but I don't know. Tetris. Uh, <laughs> So Ed Boon, if you don't know who Ed Boon is, and while we're talking about Mortal Kombat, <coughs> mm, uh, Ed Boon is one of the creators of Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. It's still um, going to be Tetris. <sighs> he, he tweeted he'd make a great Shao Kahn. Talk, he retweeted the news about The Rock. Yeah, and he tweeted that I, he'd make a great Shao Kahn. I mean, definitely think he would make a great Shao Kahn. Um, but also, I'm still caught up on. I think it's a new franchise. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's Master Chief, right? Like, because he was rumored to be playing Master Chief like years ago. Anyway, that's true. We're Maybe. supposed to be getting a Halo movie. Like, whether they moved forward with like whatever the script or whatever. So like Master Chief. I could see him as Master Chief. He could be Master Chief. I could totally see him as Master Chief. Um, That would be good. I hope Emily Blunt plays Cortana. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I'm into that. I liked their chemistry in uh, Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Weird weird random movie that we watched, and it's actually not terrible. Yeah. It's a random like Disney movie about a fucking ride at Disney. Yeah, with uh Metallica incorporated into the OST. So, dude, like, really? The the movie started in like nothing else matters, like some weird orchestral (laughs) version of nothing else matters starts playing, and I'm like, am I gonna like a fucking random Disney movie? (laughs) And then I did, and I was like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Hmm. It's fun. It's definitely like you know for kids and shit, but it's also got like some like undead pirates that are made of weird shit. Yeah, it's totally Ooh. like I like weird shit pirates. Pirates six or whatever. Yeah, it's basically on. it's basically Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, but Ca- not Pirates of the Caribbean. I like Nathan's National Treasure. Yeah, kind of got, got a little bit of that vibes. in there. So it's oh, like National okay. Treasure meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty dope, actually. Yeah, I got two more pieces of news. The next one isn't um, a movie. It's a I think it's a limited series on Hulu. Is it a movie or a limited series? The Pam and Tommy thing. A limited animated series. It's not animated. It's not animated? No, dude. It's got like Sebastian Stan is playing fucking. No, that's the biopic. Wait, is it the same thing? I think that's now the same I'm thing. I'm confused because I thought. Whoa. I thought we were. I thought there were two different things going is on. Is that. I'm, I might be confused. I don't have a phone. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> looking, which is, I'm looking, which man. Is mildly detrimental <laughs> to me being able to look stuff up. <laughs> the series which stars Lily James and Sebastian Stan. So why the fuck is Jason Manzukas playing Tommy's penis? Whoa, what, Jason Manzukas <laughs> is voicing Tommy Lee's penis in Hulu's Pam and Tommy. <laughs> oh my this God. is for AV Club. Is it going to be like an office style where it's just got like a black background? It's just his penis. And he's like, so there I was, <laughs> dude. That would be amazing. <laughs> it's God damn it. <coughs> if it if it wasn't if it was like on HBO or something and not on Hulu. Well, maybe on Hulu, but I don't know. HBO would definitely do it if it, if it was like 
like they're shooting the porn shooting their tape and it's like you know jason manzukis is like you know so i was sitting there and we were doing the thing and you know <laughs> that's fucking wild <laughs> You look him up on IMDb. Yeah. Okay. Tommy, Tommy, Lee's Tommy Lee's penis, dude. <laughs> if anybody's gonna do it, it's Jason Manzukis. That's true. I do love that man. Uh, I do love him, but sometimes I'm also like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, <sighs> I want him and Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake. I call him Jack all the time. Jake Johnson from New Girl. He plays Nick Miller. Okay. Uh, yeah. I want Jason Manzukis and uh, Jake Johnson to do a uh, like a buddy, not like a buddy cop because Jake already did a buddy cop movie, but like some sort of buddy movie where they're just like best friends going on a wild adventure. Ooh, I'd watch that, dude. That would be amazing. I really like uh, Jason in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's great in that. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, so like apparently they had to talk Hulu into letting them have a talking penis. Um, so the showrunner Robert Siegel explains it took some convincing for Hulu. This is from still from the AV Club. Uh, well, it, it's from the AV Club from Variety. Uh, fucking people quoting other interviews. Uh, I think it might be a first for television. There was some gentle pushback. Because you've got got to push back a little when a talking penis is presented to you, but Hulu is extremely supportive, he says. Gotta push that penis. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> and it seems seems like it was just as ridiculous to film as it sounds. Craig uh, Gillespie, uh, who directed the series, tells Variety that filming those scenes was just awkward. He explains, you've got four puppeteers working with an animatronic penis. <laughs> Oh my god. I need to know if there it's this I need to know. And then and then how much is too much? And do you start to lose emotional torment of what's go his emotional torment of what's going on? Hopefully it works. <laughs> what the fuck? I need to know if it's the same puppeteers from Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that were working the tentacles. Yeah. Because if so, that's gonna be some good penis puppeteer puppetry. Stan appears to have embraced the silliness of it all, saying, by the end of it, I treated it like it was an intimate buddy conversation that one might have when they're falling in love. <laughs> what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yes. Fucking yes. So we're watching this for the show, right? <laughs> uh, apparently. This is fucking just fucking ridiculous. Yes. I love it. Oh, man. Gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I am mildly disappointed that it won't be Sebastian Stan's penis. God damn it, Russell. The puppeteers just, aren't Jim Henson. I'm just curious. I know you are. So so is everyone else. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think everyone else wants to see like, it. Too. Yeah, he didn't accidentally tweet his penis out. Like <laughs> that's America's penis. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so much support. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine send, like accidentally getting your dick pic leaked and like that's what everyone says? That's America's penis. <laughs> You just, you just. Congrats, scroll. man! Congrats, yeah. I mean, congrats on two fronts. Congrats on the support that everyone came out. Congrats for. on the Cong penis. Congrats on the tree trunk. Yeah. Congrats to America. Yeah. Congrats to America. 
we're well endowed. Well, <laughs> one of us is. <laughs> Just not speak for the rest of us. Sorry. <laughs> well, that solves the question. If aliens show up wanting to fuck someone, who are we sending? Obviously, we're sending Chris Evans. <laughs> you know, wow. Every time I'm driving here, I'm like, hmm, wonder if we'll not talk about penises. And you know what? We always talk about penises. Yeah. Two things in life are guaranteed, man. Two fucking things. Shane and I will talk about Marvel, and we will all talk about dick. <laughs> Welcome to the dick cast. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I have... I love this show. <laughs> I have one more thing to talk about. Uh, one more news thing to talk about. And then if we have time for my other thing, we can talk about it. Uh, the baby on the cover of Nevermind lost his lawsuit. Um, fuck him. a baby suing, but I... <laughs> so that so that ca- that that album this, came this out in the sequel to Boss Baby, right? No, uh, it came out in like what ninety two or ninety four somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, something right like around that. there. Right uh, around there, and because he died, Kurt Cobain died in ninety four. Yes, so, Nevermind was, was I think ninety two. Ninety two. Okay, so he was a baby in ninety two, so that'd make him like twenty, thirty years old now. Yeah. 20, hey, 30 like years our old. Age. He's 30. <laughs> <laughs> a little younger than us. Um, so this guy has like uh, tattoos of the album title. 91. 91. Never mind. Okay. So he's like 31, 32, somewhere in there. Um, he has like tattoos of the album title. He has, he has recreated the, the cover for Money. Like uh, several times, more right? than once, um, like with his actual penis out. I don't know. Um, Probably not. Maybe if it was for money, uh, he's signed records, like and made money off of it. Yeah. Like this guy is literally just trying to make money off of it, and now he's like being like, "Oh, I was a baby. It's child porn. I was you abused. Yeah, I was abused by them and stuff, and like trying to sue the." Uh, like the Cobain uh trust and like hmm. and everything, his estate and didn't, get money from everyone else that's yeah, still alive. Didn't they? Didn't they re-release it a few years later with the penis? The ed- like, yeah, like out? the most of most of the stuff you get now has the penis edited out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's fucked up. Like I don't know. I thought the cover was weird when I saw it when I was a kid, but same. It's still a weird cover. Yeah, it's still a weird cover, yeah, but like for sure. it's it's like um it's supposed to be art, right? Yeah. yeah. So like art has weird like loopholes for things. Yeah. yeah. Like there's fucking uh like statues of Baby naked penis. women and naked dudes and like cherubs that look like babies yeah and all this shit yeah right and it's all like you know renaissance art and different different forms of art or like you could have a brand new fucking painting and they can show it in a tv show and it's got like tits in it on like you know prime time where it's you know tv 14 maybe right but because it's art it's okay yeah because it's fake well 
I mean, the boobies are fake. Yeah. But like, uh, this, it, hap- it works similarly with photos. As Fair. long as they're like, you know, supposed to be art. As, you know, there's a difference between art and pornography, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, hear this argument in a courtroom. What? The difference between art and <laughs> <laughs> pornography? No, no, no. Some dude gets arrested for like however many gigs of child porn. And he's like, it's, it's art, man. Well, yeah. And the judge is like... No, no, it's like no. one or two pictures in an artistic manner. You have six thousand photos. You're going to prison. Yeah, also <laughs> like the should. difference between is it, usually it, it would be like no, it would be one of those uh, not, yeah. that way. <laughs> it would it would be one it'd be one of those uh, not the onion like things. Yeah, you know not I mean? the onion. Yeah, guy tries to argue his case for six hundred gigs of child porn to yeah. be art. Yeah. <laughs> That would definitely be a not the onion thing. I'm pretty sure uh, Duger tried to do that. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about those people either. Yeah, um, but no, I, I I mean I agree with you. Like yeah, there's like, a, the, like the, a difference between art and porn. Is, yeah, there's the, a big difference between art and porn. And the cover and, is but, uh, definitely some of it's art intent because yeah, for sure. You know, but right. <laughs> this is a weird topic. No, but like you know, like <laughs> porn is clearly like. For a certain purpose, yeah. What's that purpose? Uh, for like arousal. Yeah. What's that? Is to arouse you. What's arousal? When you get a fucking hard on, bro. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm innocent. Ooh, uh, that's ooh. arousal, and that's a hard on. <laughs> You're welcome. You know that's on video, right? Did you remember we were doing? Yeah, that? it was a video gag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can do visual gags now. Uh, Not for this particular one though. yeah this particular this this isn't going to actually get released on video so yeah that's why we're all currently shirtless yep yeah no and pants i have a bow tie <laughs> but that there you go guys if you're listening uh we are going to video soon we're gonna so. try to go to videos we're taking this particular <laughs> podcast to video hopefully soon in the future yes um but anyway um the the old argument what's the old argument like that you know, I know porn when I see it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it is hard to like determine the difference between something that is exploitive and something that is artistic, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like, I mean, a baby swimming naked should not be sexualized. No, it's like, not there sexually. Should, should not be anyone out there no. sexualizing it. Yeah. He's exactly. grabbing a dollar. Yeah, yeah, and it's obviously art because like it has like a. Like it has like metaphoric a metaphoric principle. principle to it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when I, I try to do it, though, it's not art. Well, I mean, it could be if it's not photographed from like your asshole first, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you were not in, Peter Steele. You were yeah. in my hot tub, and there were no cameras. That's gross because our your hot tub is like not functioning. Has the lid even been That's off? That's true. Yes, I opened the lid for like a second because I couldn't figure out what smelt funny in the backyard. Oh no. And was it that? I was wondering if there was something dead in it and there was not, but then you found like the skeleton of a possum a week later. Oh yeah. You guys got a hot tub and just now telling me? It doesn't I mean, work. It doesn't work. Fuck. And it's you gross. St- it needs cleaned. Just and, to put like, water the deck in around it. it needs fixed. <laughs> <to> put water. <laughs> We're not taking pictures of your butthole in a hot tub. I don't Shane, need that. Shane speaks for himself. If you want to start an OnlyFans, <laughs> I will photograph your butthole, but I want 50%. Don't Do care that it's your butthole. Like a I'm clean, photographing. clean fucking 
phone or camera to do it with because I'm not doing it on my phone. <laughs> and I would hope that Russell wouldn't do it on his phone and just be like, oh yeah, I remember when I took those. What a fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> Hi, mom. Your, I mean, son is, your son is innocent. It's the people that he hangs out with that are not. Yeah, that's very That's true. what I'm sticking with. <laughs> and like, out of all the people in the world, I mean... Come on, man. She's already seen your butthole. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but you're like... wrong. Maybe not recently. Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not talk about that. Mom, I need help. <laughs> Dave needs an adult, and Shane and I do not count. <laughs> Amen. Anyway. I waited to the camera, but... No that's, I think it. that's all the uh, the news I have. Basically, fuck this kid for trying to get money off of them because like none of the stuff that he's ever tried to sue them for has ever happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's whatever. Like, I don't know. Fucking lawsuits are. Uh, I remember Suburban Commando. Uh, one of my favorite lines, even as a kid, one of my favorite lines was like the neighbors being a prick to Hulk Hogan, and uh. Hulk Hogan's like, what are you going to do? you going to beat me up? And he's like, fucking, because he's this big buff yeah. dude and he's a nerdy little neighbor. And the nerdy little neighbor looks at him he's like, nah, man, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> so the uh, America having a litigious society is actually uh, propaganda of corporations to keep you from suing them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, everybody always talks about how litigious America is. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show before. I swear to God. Well, I just... Uh, yeah, but not on this episode. So oh, okay. The, uh, the litig- setting you up for okay. context. So, like, everybody talks about the litigious uh, nature of America, and they, whenever they do, they bring up the hot coffee incident, where the lady went through the drive through and got coffee from McDonald's, and it was, right. it was too hot, and it was coffee, so it should be hot. So it's her own fault for getting burned when she spilled it, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Right. Uh, she shouldn't have sued, blah, blah, blah. Well, that lady, like, she almost died. She almost fucking died yeah. because of how burnt she got from yeah. this coffee. Yeah. It was also like a hundred fucking degrees hotter than it needed to be, yeah. to, be yeah. co- to be coffee. And they found out that like almost every fucking McDonald's in the country got their coffee that hot on a regular basis yeah so it not only changed like a lot of litigation stuff um but it also cost mcdonald's a shitload of money not only because they had to pay her but because they had to go through and they had to fix their coffee machines in every fucking mcdonald's in the country every store yeah and the coffee probably they tasted also, better. She she did almost die she also had to have uh like reconstructive, reconstructive surgery. surgery on her vagina yes because that's, she spilled it in her lap. That's fucking traumatizing. Yeah. And she got like third degree burns and fourth degree burns, I believe, like yeah. on her crotch and groin area, yeah. including her genitals. Like that lady deserved every penny she got from McDonald's oh, yeah, and more. Sure. And, yeah. and wasn't the something faulty with the lids? Yeah. Like it, it wasn't her fault that she spilled it either because that, that was the other contention, right? Like coffee's supposed to be hot and that bitch shouldn't have spilled it on herself anyway. And that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the coffee was a hundred degrees over the, the temperature it needed to be. I bet the coffee tasted like shit. It yeah. It probably oh, yeah. tasted like ashes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like 
Jesus Christ, how fucking hot do you need your coffee? Yeah. Uh, different types of t- coffee, along with different types of tea, have a threshold that they shouldn't be brewed above. Yeah. Because then you scald the flavoring out of, like, the tea herbs or the uh, herbs. Uh, you scald the flavoring out of the out of the beans or the, the herbs. Yeah. 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 So, like, and that's, and the, the, uh, all of that, you know, that has become prevalent um in pop culture started because McDonald's ran a campaign against this woman um to make it seem like it was a frivolous lawsuit um and it, right. it's happened more than once in other other situations but that's like the most famous one yeah yeah to basically like be like uh well you know if something weird happens to you then it's your own fucking fault don't sue over it right yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck McDonald's. Fuck corporations in general. Yeah, fuck corporations. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of fucking corporations, there's something that you wanted to talk about, I think. A movie that's all about fucking corporations and how it was changed by a country that... Yes. It's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yes, I do want to talk about that. Do you need Uh, the article? So, I think I got it. Um... So China did a China thing. Uh, <laughs> as they do. As one does. Yeah. Uh, and I'm all for when in Rome. Uh, but this is a little far. And it also like pisses me off because like I, I have like I, I have a fairly long standing disdain for uh, corporations and like kind of the way the system has what the system has turned into. Not the intention of the systems so much, like our particular systems in America, or I mean, it's it's kind of across the globe. But um, so China decided to change the ending to Fight Club. Now, if you haven't seen Fight Club in a long time, Fight Club is a is a fairly in depth movie. Uh, on at its surface, it is like a frat boy fucking ah dudes punch each other and stuff gets blown up on the surface but like if you actually watch this movie like there is so much fucking depth to fight club which is what i appreciate about it the most and it's kind of like it's it's basically the movie is i mean it's punk rock it, oh like, it's very yeah it's, it's, very. it's fuck it's fuck the system like yeah. don't don't hold us down and what happens at the end of the movie that I, f- I feel like has kind of been lost in translation and people don't quite get is that they the th- the buildings that get blown up are the credit bureaus. So, like, they're yeah. basically resetting everyone's credit, like, to zero. Which, I mean, in theory, d- wouldn't actually work because of clouds and systems and stuff now, but... Yeah, like well... A- you just gotta hit them all. <laughs> I mean, it would be. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it would be a big statement, regardless. Everyone <laughs> says the cloud, like it's up in the air, right? It's just going to another hard drive somewhere else. So that's where clouds yeah. are. All right, Taco. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's more like I I don't know exactly how all where exactly all of the clouds are located or yeah, how people basically are where the servers up their are data and the stuff like that. But yeah, basically you'd have to get all of that, which is yeah. way harder than like when everything's centralized in like five buildings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the end is they blow up the buildings like for right. the credit bureaus because it's from nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, from nineteen ninety nine, which like is a very strong sentiment, and and the movie holds a very strong sentiment. It also does tackle uh i mean it, it, there's like a mental illness at play here oh yeah um yep for sure and Some did yeah and it's been so long since i've seen that movie so uh so china changed the ending <laughs> to where the authorities win <laughs> and they just apparently show up and i am curious to watch it because i i want to see the asian guy they got to play edward norton no, there's no playing anything there's, so what did they it's see? Just, I don't they, know exactly like they how just, the ending played out. They just wipe it out. They just like, before the buildings blow up, it's just fade to black, text scroll. And it's like... <laughs> That's yeah. even worse. Yeah, so before the buildings fade, before the buildings blow up, fade to black, text scroll. Uh, the police figured it out. They stopped them from blowing up the buildings. Everyone was arrested. Durden goes to an insane asylum. He was released in 2012. That's so 1942 Germany. I can't even like. Right. I yeah. can't even. Yeah. Right. That is Ugh. fucking wild. It is. That's so much worse than what I had imagined. No, they didn't even like reshoot anything or anything like that. They just were just like, "Fuck that text scroll." That also means like my favorite line is gone. Like mm-hmm. my favorite line in that movie is when he he looks at Marla at the end and he's like. You met me at a strange time. In my life. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. <laughs> Such a great line. I need to rewatch that. It's been so long. Yeah, it, so it is punk as fuck. But this kid at work, um, which I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but uh, he, uh, I don't remember what I was talking to him. Oh, I was, t- I was like, hey, we were talking about people that died, and I said something about uh, meatloaf because meatloaf was in. Fight Club. We said that earlier, but we're saying it again now because we're talking about Fight Club again. Yeah, yep. Fight Club. Um, and I was like, I was like, you know who Meatloaf is, right? And he's like, no. It's like, <sighs> he's like 21. I'm like, or 22, I think. And I was like, uh, Fight Club? No. You've never seen Fight Club? No. Alright, you need to go home and watch Fight Club tonight. It's like, uh man, I got like this long list of movies I need to watch. Like, no, bro. Like this Watch is, Fight Club. This is a real movie. This is like this is an important movie. You should go watch yes. it. Um and then uh later we were talking about something else. Oh, we were talking about if it was a, if this was a simulation, if like life was a simulation and shit. And I was like, and he said something he like said this like series of things, and I was like, Yeah, that's basically the plot of the Matrix. He's like, oh, well, I've never seen it. It's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to go home and you're going to watch Fight Club and you're going to watch the first Matrix movie. And tomorrow you're going to come in and you're going to have whole new ideas about how life works. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. All right. I do. I do attribute tri- Fight Club kind of to opening my eyes. Because, like, and I didn't fully get it the first couple times I watched it. Yeah. But, like, I watched it a lot yeah and i mean it's not like something that you take whole cloth but it's also like because it's entertainment yeah right yeah yeah like like, i'm not gonna go out and blow up the fucking credit bureaus 
and you don't think you're Tyler Durden and you don't, you're not trying to fucking start a fight club or anything, but like it, it does well, like show you the thing I said is right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, but like, you know, it gives you an idea of like how some people view the, the structures that we have to make the way the, like our economy works, they, how they view it. And then, like, you can make your own ideas off of that. And then, like, a lot yeah. of the stuff that's happened more recently has opened even more people's eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. Yeah. Fuck and, Citadel. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, like, so, with the whole AMC GME movement, like, I think there is, like, there's a lot of parallels there to, like, I mean, Fight Club the movie. And, like, what's going on with, like, the stock market and, mm. like, uh, everything like having to do with it and like those those hedge funds and like corporations and like uh corporates backed super PACs like yeah there's you know in the 90s a few select people seen what was going on and where it was headed because it wasn't as prevalent it wasn't as bad no it wasn't like bad. rules or lack of regulations or things that have been put in place but like in the 90s they thought it was bad yeah, they thought and then it was in bad. the early two thousands, they thought it was worse. Yeah, and now it's like ten times worse than that. And then two thousand eight <laughs> happened, and uh, a fuck ton of people lost a fuck ton of money, and a couple people made a lot. There was a lar- one of the largest transfers of wealth in the history of the world happened. Yeah, while and and then it happened again, mm-hmm. like the last two years, like we've seen one of the largest transfers of wealth. Yeah, like three guys got fucking like ten times as rich, and they were yeah. already richer than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous. So like it, it it which it's important in art and in media because art is a reflection of life. Life is a reflection of art, but like it's important in this art that we like get these things out and get our frustrations out and like be able to portray these things in ways, which is why it is so detrimental that China has done what they have done. Mm. And it's also, but it also amuses me because this movie is 23 years old. Mm -hmm. So they've retconned the ending to a movie that is 23 years old because they seen how impactful this movie could be. This also comes on the heels of the whole Evergrande situation. Yep. And so Ever Evergrande, which I, I talked about before, uh being a hedge fund in uh China, well, sort of hedge fund. Their their stuff is different than ours, so I don't exactly understand how it works. Yeah, but, they like do real estate, but it's also speculative. Yeah, and it's also like common investors like us. Yeah. Like can go in and put ten thousand dollars on something and like it, it's it's weird. Like it's very it's it's just as sketchy, if not sketchier, than like our systems. Yeah. So it also comes on the heels of the Evergrande situation and all those people losing because like so many just regular people that live in China and like Amer- um, Americans like that live in China. Like so many of those people have just lost money on Everything. the Evergrande situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it comes on the heels of that, and I I just think that it's it's they're grasping at straws. Because, yeah. like, China has been tumultuous for, like, a while now. Yeah, they're, the last, like, two years or so, they've been, like, nailing a lot of random shit down that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. 
going after their own pop stars and like yeah, yeah. like fucking basically holding uh athletes captive and yeah. all kinds of weird shit. It's illegal to compare me to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Like how small is your dick? It must be the smallest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bother. Oh, bother. Uh, <laughs> Didn't think we'd break Winnie the Pooh out of this episode, but... Uh, but anyway. <laughs> oh, bother. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, part of me hopes China doesn't listen to our podcast, because I'm gonna get assassinated. Fuck him. <laughs> Come get me. Uh, yeah, give me two. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I want to die. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. It's just like the whole thing is ridiculous. And I, I mean, I don't necessarily think like, I don't know about intervention or us intervening or like going to world wars over the shit with China that's happening. Yeah. But like. What the fuck? Like, they need a civil war. I don't know, man. It's fucking whack. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. Had, you had something you wanted to talk about. I got about, some stuff you? that kind of sort of pertains to this. Okay. Instead of transferring money, <clears throat> it's trans- transferring power. This is coming from, I found this article a couple days ago. This is from the New York Times. Okay. And it's titled, Love Triangle Challenges Reign of Japan's Monkey Queen. You guys already enthralled? Because I am. I am terrified. What? (laughs) All right. Uh, Smashing the patriarchy in the human world has been easier said than done. But last year, a nine-year-old female Japanese macaque in a reserve in southern Japan showed humans how it's done by violently overthrowing the alpha male of her troop to become the first female leader in the reserve's 70-year history. Nice. Uh, the macaque named, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this name, uh, Yaki, Y-A-K-E-I. Okay. Yaki. Uh, proceeds over a troop of 677 monkeys in uh, Takasayama uh, Natural Zoological Garden, which was established as a reserve for monkeys in 1952. Hmm. Uh, there are two troops on the island's reserve. And they spend most of their time roaming the forested mountains at its center. They also make daily visits to a park at the base of the mountain where the staff provides, provides food. Mm. Uh, since the reserve opened, the staff has kept tabs on the romantic and political struggles of its simian residents. It's very Game of Thrones with monkeys. Isn't it? <laughs> it's very uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Iki's ascent to alpha status surprised both scientists and reserve workers who are now closely observing Yaki's reign to see how long she can maintain her supremacy. And with breeding season sending Yaki into the middle of something like a messy love triangle, some <laughs> experts wonder if she may be vulnerable to a usurper. Hmm. The Japanese macaque. I know, right? <laughs> this, this is a metal article about monkeys. Yeah, it is. Uh, the Japanese macaque, also known as the snow monkey, is a highly intelligent species native to Japan. It is well known for its red or its beet red bottom and affinity for soaking in hot springs. They're the ones with red butts. They <laughs> <laughs> got red butts. <laughs> is is hit monkey a macaque? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
while many animals, including bees, hyenas, and elephants, uh, live in animal-led societies, a hostile takeover by a female is very rare in Japanese macaque society, and only a few cases have been reported in the history of prim- primatology. Uh, you, Garahashi, I'm sorry, buddy, a uh, research fellow at the Japan Society for the Promotion of, Sci- Promotion of Science said in an email. Japanese macaque society is based on a strictly hi- uh, strict hierarchy. The higher an individual, individual monkey's rank, the greater its access to food, mates, and resting locations. Females inherit the rank just below their mothers and rarely leave the troop they were born into. Uh, males leave their natal troop upon reaching puberty and join a new troop where their rank is usually determined by the amount of time they have to spend in the troop. They have spent in the troop. However, rank is sometimes gained through acts of violence, typically male on male. Hmm. Uh, Yaki confounded what primatologists expected among Japanese macaques. Last April, she beat up her own mother to claim the top spot among the females of her troop. Whoa. Christian belled that shit. (laughs) She's a hard bitch. Yeah. While most females would be content here, Yaki continued to fight. According to reserve workers, Yaki assaulted three high-ranking males, then came, came after Nanchu, who led the troop for five years. At the Are you of, pulling our leg? Is this actually like a Planet of the Apes synopsis? It sounds like it, right? <laughs> That's why I kept re- I was like enthralled by this article. This is insane. Yeah. Um... At the age of 31, Nanchu was elderly for a Japanese macaque and was ultimately no match for the young and determined Yaki. Uh, she physically attacked and defeated Nanchu, con- uh, uh, consecutively acquiring the highest ranking in the troop, said Mr. Sorry about your name, buddy. Sorry, I can't <laughs> pronounce it. Uh, Kayakashi, uh, who studies the behavior of Japanese macaques. After Yaki's altercation with Anchu, reserve workers uh, performed what is known as a peanut test, uh, providing the monkeys with peanuts and seeing who eats first. Males and females stepped aside to let Yaki eat first, a confirmation of her alpha status. That is wild. Yeah. Uh, Cue why the last man coming soon to real life. Yeah. Yeah. This is the beginning, right? I mean... Like, we got to stop the women from reading this article. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just Whoa, kidding. Whoa, dude. I suppo- support. I fully support the overthrowing it. of the patriarchy. Yeah. There's more to this article, but it's kind of long, so I don't know who. Yeah. Would... Jesus. But yeah. <clears throat> the sum key it all supremacy. Up. Yeah. And then also. During it's because it's become during mating season, apparently macaques are polyamorous mm. and females mate between like three to four different mates. Mm. You go, girl. Yeah, she's been mating with uh, I read the whole article at lunch. Uh, she's mated with one in the past and he's coming back around. And there's one that's trying to get with her, but he doesn't, she doesn't want her. Uh huh. So they're wondering if this like love triangle could uh make her vulnerable to be usurped. I mean, sounds like the one coming around from the past is like probably also a badass. So he's just going to be like her bodyguard. He's I would watch this movie. I know, right? <laughs> like it, like it's just it's just the monkey and you don't need to do like human voiceover, like just 
like give me like meerkat well meerkat manor had voiceovers i guess but like give me this movie like get these apes to play this out on screen please yeah they're monkeys they're not monkeys my bad yeah apes are only on reddit i forgot <laughs> but yeah i, I stumbled across this article I'm like this is i was like enthralled it's like this is like monkey game of thrones <laughs> like yeah that's that's good stuff. Yeah, nine year old like female macaque. Has, yeah, so, uh, so, so the ape coming back around is like the hound. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Fuck oh some my shit. god. Yeah, that one. That apparently that male was only like ranked like sixth in the troop, though. So he was kind of low. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. For now. Yeah. Until he's the first. Lady, not Lady Ape. The I first macaque. The first macaque. <laughs> that's the name of the. That's the name of the of the movie. Yeah. Rambo first macaque. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, um, I, I came across the article and I thought I would. Uh, no, that share was fun. It. I'm that. That's interesting. The the uh, that being observed for the first time is. Yeah, is in wild. seventy years. Yeah. Like the the that troop and that. Yeah, that troop is like 600 monkeys strong. It's been for 70 years, and they just have their first female That's wild. queen. You go, girl. Yeah. I hope she lives long. I'm proud of her. Yeah, long she's only queen. nine. She's got, what, like 20 more years of badass monkeyness? If not more, monkeys live a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't and know. are terrified. <laughs> Dude, they really are. If I walked outside and there was like a random monkey, I would call into work. Yeah, yeah. I can't I, come in. There's a monkey in my front yard. <laughs> We don't believe you. That's fine. I don't even give a fuck if All you right. believe me, but there is. Bro. <laughs> My work would be like, yeah, stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do not have a recommendation this week. Peacemaker. Other than watch more <laughs> Peacemaker. Didn't I already do Peacemaker? No, oh, I don't know. Did yeah. you talk about Peacemaker last week? He did last week. Okay, yeah. well, I'm reiterating. Yeah, so I've I've continued watching Peacemaker and I've continued watching uh Euphoria. I have not continued watching Book of Boba Fett, which I need to do, but also episode three was kinda lame. I've only seen the first episode. So, I need to I don't remember how many I've watched. I think just the first I think one. You watched two. Did I watch two? Yeah, I think you watched the first two. <gasps> um I also want to apologize to anyone, uh not because Euphoria has turned bad. But I also, when I suggested watching it last week, uh, I didn't mention how much dick was in it. <laughs> and that only gets worse. <laughs> oh, apparently the next season they've cut a bunch of nudity out. They cut a bunch of dicks. Of Euphoria? Mm-hmm. Probably dicks. Dude, there's so much dick. Like, I, like, there's, 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 like, every episode there's, like, one to seven dicks. One to seven. Yeah. Damn. Sometimes That's there's, a lord. there's <laughs> multiple dicks in one scene. Yeah, it's wild. Fuck. Yeah. And here we go. Back and it's not like intense. it's not like played for humor, which we've talked about on the show before. Like it's just like nude people. Yeah, but you don't have to part. beat me over the head with the dicks. The, they're yeah. Some of the dicks <laughs> you would be like. Please do don't. not beat me over Please the head. Please don't with hit that. me over the head with that. It'll hurt. <laughs> yeah. Why did the show that I run have to be about dicks all the time? And there's like a wide variety of dicks. There's been a lot of dick talk this episode. Yeah, it's not like the same stunt dick. 
which happens sometimes because you're like, I just seen that dick, but that's supposed to be a different person. But uh, I remember that dick. Dick. yeah, dicks are like a fingerprint with the lilt and the veins and the yeah. varying length of your yeah. uh, foreskin and yeah. head shape. Length, and it's, it's like a 65 inch TV, so you cannot see the dick. That's a big dick. It's just right there. Yeah, life size or yeah. Sometimes or it takes up the whole screen. That's only happened like twice, but it has happened. <laughs> I was just Jesus. like, "That's just that. That's just a picture of a dick." <laughs> if anyone walks in right now, <laughs> Jesus, that happened to me twice. <laughs> watching movies with uh, a buddy of mine, where like, so he li- he still lived with his parents, and we were watching movies at his parents' house, and. His mom would be like trying to ask him a question and he'd be like ignoring her. And so finally she'd be like, come in and be like, hey, I need you to answer this question. And he'd pause it and it'd be like paused. I think one of them was uh, on like one of the American Pie movies and it was like somebody grabbing a tit. So it was just like a tit with somebody's hand squeezing it. <laughs> and he just like paused. He just randomly had paused it right there. And she's like, what are you guys watching? And we both looked back at the TV and died laughing. <laughs> and it happened another time with like like a a random like uh anime movie or something that had like a random sex scene in it. It was like not actually hentai, but it had sex in it. Yeah. And like Ninja Scroll. The first Ninja Scroll had like a couple random sex scenes in it. The movie. I've never you, seen you it. You've never seen it? No. Have you seen Ninja Scroll? Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger. Yeah, so like it has like the couple random sex scenes in it. Yeah, and then like I think I think it was there's one where like this bad guy, it's it's not a, it's sort of problematic. Like this one bad guy is like gonna rape this character, and he's like, Jim, damn, he's like a ten foot tall rock dude, and she's like a normal woman, and he's like licking her or something. So, like, he paused it, and it's, like, this giant dude with a huge tongue, like, licking some woman's chest. He's like, why are we watching this with your parents around? This is fucking weird, dude. This is weird. He's like, the only, like, two scenes are like this. She just happened to walk in right now. Okay. Which it's true, like that. She thought you guys were watching porn together. Probably. (laughs) I would also think that. I I would too. Like if you that that's like every time you walked in, there was just like tits on the screen. Did she say anything supportive? Like before she left the room, like she goes to close the door and then she like opens it again. It's just like I just want to let you know that I'll I'll support you. No, no there was never anything like that. She was way too like (laughs) shy and like puritan to be like that. Oh. She was just like shocked. So, so it would have sounded more like, are you guys churning butter together? <laughs> <laughs> no, she wouldn't have asked that question. His dad would have. His dad was hilarious. Is hilarious? I don't know if they're still alive. I don't know. I need to talk to him. But he would have been like, you guys gay? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. Just asking. Like, no. Just sure fucking act like it sometimes. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, dude. Just need to know if you should stop spending the night. (laughs) Yeah. We were jumping on the bed. No, that wasn't that never happened. Sometimes you jump on the bed. No, I don't I 
there was one time I like I broke one of my buddy's pants. I'm I'm fat. Uh, no. I've always been fat. Shut the fuck up, Dave. Try to be supportive. <laughs> don't, don't you look be great. Supportive like that. He said he was Stop. fat. He didn't say he was ugly. Yeah, I'm That's ugly too. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, I'm both. Uh, you're both beautiful. Uh, shut the fuck up. Anyway, I'm trying to tell a story, and it has to do with tell me being overweight. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, my buddy, he was he's like 80 pounds. This dude's tiny, right? He's like short. It's kind of like he's not like super skinny, but he's not like. Uh, stocky or anything either. He's just like, like if you just took like a normal looking guy that was not fat or built or anything, and just like shrunk him down like a foot. That's this guy, and right. he, and so like he had this bed, and you know it was fine for this like little eighty pound dude. And then like I don't remember what the fuck was going on, but I like did like a frog splash on it or something, and it just was like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the whole like back end of the bed just fucking crashed his mom comes running upstairs like oh my god is everybody okay and we're just dying laughing like Shane just broke my bed <laughs> like, oh my god That's trying hilarious. to be Rob Van Dam and- yep um, did you want to say your piece about Peacemaker uh, it's real funny and good and I'm interested to see where it's going I need to watch it you do. You do need to watch. Yeah, it. I don't want to like go into it super deep because like, well, also they just like fucking like flop their fucking lore cock out a few times, and I was just like, how can you talk about that? You're completely changing like the whole DCEU. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. So this is my theory on what's going to happen. James Gunn is coming back to Marvel. So so James Gunn is making the transition back and forth. Like, from Marvel to DC, Marvel to DC, right? Yeah. So, James Gunn is coming back to Marvel to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 after they finally figured out whatever the fuck they needed to figure out with the contract or creative direction. James Gunn has come back to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yeah. Now, what I think is going to happen is, I think, after he's done with those... He's going to go fix DC. He's going to go fix DC. He's going to Jeff Johns it. Yeah, and I think that's why he's doing... I think he's planting the seeds in Peacemaker. Like, Could the be. Suicide Squad movie was pretty good. It was okay. I liked it. it was a lot better than a lot. a lot of the other DC stuff. Yeah, so if he can get... True. If he can get the studio to stay the fuck out of his way at DC... Like, we could, like, James Gunn could go James be Gunn becomes the, the DC Kevin Feige? Yeah, the DC Kevin Feige. Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want DC to fail. No, I hate that they've been failing as much as we talk about Marvel and we, stuff. Like, I'm not. We talk or. shit like, about DC because like what they've done sucks. Yeah, not because we want it to suck. We want it to be awesome. I love Batman. I love Green Lantern stuff. I, I'm yeah. not a huge Superman fan, but like, if you got fucking, uh, if you bring what's fuck back to play him, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and if it's done, like, Superman has some good stuff, like, if it's done well, like, yeah. the Superman stuff can be really fucking good, but you got, you have to have a writer. What's the name of the one gift for the man who doesn't need, or has everything? What is the name of that? Mm. One arc. It's I'm been sure. adapted, like, four times, but it's still an amazing arc, and it would be great for a movie. Yeah. Um, where uh, Darkseid gives, or Mongol? Mongol. Might even Mongol gives uh Superman the the black rose thing. Mm. And he like yeah. 
is like hypnotized basically mm-hmm. goes into the matrix and it's like his his life if he had never left krypton like if krypton had never blown up yeah and he has like a family and everything yeah, and see there's like there's a lot of great stories to tell with superman but yeah. you have to get into his emotions yeah like he can't just be that one the weird alien guy flying around like yeah that is one of the best fucking superman stories because it's not about superman being super strong yeah like yeah, i mean it's a great story and it's been adapted several times but like it would make a good movie yeah it would not the and first one but like like some of the stuff they tried to do in batman versus superman i really liked but the movie itself just didn't work right like but there's a lot in there that i did actually enjoy and like but i mean i do i do think you need you do kind of need to go the boy scout route like i mean superman sh- like he should be showing us what we could be like yeah that's, that's the point of the character they're like it won't work in modern day and stuff you gotta have like some dirt and stuff and it's like captain america yeah shut the fuck up and it's like <laughs> and it's fictitious and like i mean that's why the bible was worked for so long is because you have this figure that and it tells you to strive to be like this figure that was quote-unquote perfect like I mean, that's basically like, I mean, Superman's like a Jesus character. Like, I just want to put it out there uh-huh. that Russell wanted this episode to be 45 minutes. He did. And then We're he, an hour and he's six. like talking about DC and, and then he was talking about Fight Club and then he's talking about the financial situation of the world <laughs> and like, maybe you should tell himself that he wants it to be 45 minutes. Yeah. I keep waiting for Dave to cut me off. <laughs> I will if you want me to. I got a game, God I know damn you it. Won't. Oh yeah, we got a game. Let's do the game. You ready for the big brain time with Dave? Uh Simon Games on Kickstarter. Um Marvel Zombies Zombicide started last week. It's gonna end next Thursday, <laughs> the third of February. Um, five hundred thousand dollar goal. They're at like four point eight million right now. There's a shitload of stretch goals and everything, all in right now. Costs costs about five hundred sixty dollars. You can get most of it for one thirty or two two forty. Um, so if you're into miniatures games, especially Zombicide, or if you're into Marvel zombies in particular, go check it out. They look crazy. Yeah, it looks some of those sculpts look insane. Check, check, check it out. Well, well, what's it all about? All right. Uh, we're going to play a game. Okay. Let's play a game. Uh, welcome to Dave's Big Brain Time. I f- hanging Brain with Dave. Hanging Brain with Dave. <laughs> did we get an email about yeah. that? I email? did not check in my phone's video. Jesus. Else. All right. Hanging Brain with Dave is what we're going to call it. All right. Uh, this quiz, last time we did action movies. Mm. This time we're doing. 80s movies and TV. Okay. You guys, get your big pants on and your uh, original Coke, Coca Cola, and get ready. Oh, yeah. And your buzzers. Shane, does your buzzer work? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yep. I stalled a new one for you. Russell, is your buzzer working? That's not a shotgun, it's my penis. <laughs> I regret putting that one on that one. But <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, All right. You guys know the game. I'm going to ask you a question. 
Okay. And you're gonna when you know the answer, you're gonna buzz in. Okay. With your weird buzzers. Yeah. Uh, just so we know, the games are Shane has Shane has won one game. Russell's won zero games. Yep. You ready? Yes. Which eighties movie has the hot was the highest grossing film of the decade? Woo! Oh man, real thinker on this one. No one's buzzed in. This is Dave doing commentary. That's not a shotgun. That's my penis. Russell, Beverly Hills Cop. No, mm. he didn't. He didn't actually hit his buzzer. <laughs> That's he true. We have it on film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wrong anyway. So go ahead. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Shane. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Nope. Because that was like 80-something, right? I was like 82. 82, I think. Uh, it was E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh, oh duh. I also sold the least video games ever. <laughs> That's very true, also. <laughs> Number two. We got zero zero. Yeah. No one's won. No one's won yet. Which 80s movie was Alan Rickman's first feature film role? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Shane. Die hard. Hell yeah. <laughs> when you put that buzzer, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Installed the wrong buzzer. <laughs> All right, Russell. He's uh-huh. beating you by one. Yep. Uh, which 80s movie spawned six sequels and a TV series? Six, six sequels, sequels and a TV, TV series. series. Six? Six total movies or six sequels? Six sequels and a TV series. Oh, fuck. Six sequels and a TV series. They're all thinking out loud. They have contemplative looks on their face. I know one that has five in a TV series. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Who knows? (laughs) I don't think so. Didn't think these were that tough questions. I don't know. Yippee guy, motherfucker. Shane. Lethal weapon. No. Yeah. That was four. I thought there was five. No, there's only four. Four uh, sequels. There's Lethal Weapon one through four. I thought there was a f- No, that's always sunny. There's a fifth one and always sunny. Yeah, well. <laughs> Russell got a guess? Fucking that's not a shotgun. That's my penis. Uh, you had to buzz in because I, I was asking you the question, but all right, oh, okay. <laughs> um, fucking, I don't remember there being a Friday the Thirteenth series, but Friday the Thirteenth. No, there was a Friday the Thirteenth series. Yeah, series, but it wasn't about the show. And no, that's still wrong though. Okay. Uh, and there's also ten of those. Yeah, way more than six. Uh, it was Police Academy. Oh, oh fucking duh. Uh, Damn it! I know these. I didn't. I didn't know there was seven police academy movies. Apparently, that's wow, guys. I almost made some like weird sound effects to see if you guys give you a hint. But all right, uh, which '80s theme song was entirely instrumental and reached number one in multiple countries due to a remix? Due to a remix? Uh, 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 uh fucking. That's not a shotgun. That's my penis. Uh, the Beverly Hills King. Ke- Theme cop song. I will take that. Yes. Axel F. But yeah, that's what it's called. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah. Dun, the Crazy dun, Frog Remix. Good job, Russell. Yeah. Right. One to one. I got one. Yeah, you did. Good job, bud. Good job, bud. 
so proud. Um, he just had Beverly Hills Cop on the brain, though. <laughs> I just knew it was going to be an answer to something. <laughs> Eventually. I told him beforehand. I didn't. Uh, gotcha. Which, <laughs> which 1980s theme song was recorded in just three hours? This is probably a hard one. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? I'm just sitting here. That's not a shotgun, that's my penis. Russell. Is it We Are the World? Because nope. that was the theme song for the world. <laughs> that, that's true, that was a theme song for the world. I meant some more. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't humming it. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't know. Don't you forget about really? me. Yep. Huh. Breakfast Club? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Which movie marked the beginning of a long string of successful Disney movies, sometimes called the, called the Disney Renaissance era? Uh, that's not a shotgun. That's my penis. Russell. Uh, that would be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Incorrect. Yeah, what? Snow White was from like the 50s. Yeah. Snow White's you are old, correct. Bud. Fuck. Um, that is not a Disney movie. I didn't. Call, I didn't buzz in. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Nah, I don't know. The Little Mermaid. Ah, Jesus uh, Christ! This made this too, made this quest quiz too hard. I guess. Hey, man, the, the other one was in our wheelhouse. Okay, <laughs> I got the action movie. I got one of the two action movie questions. He got the other one. All right, fair. All right. Uh, this is a movie quote. Okay. Either, okay. Uh, so give me the movie. Uh, Carpe Diem, boys. Seize the day. Make your lives That's not a shotgun. That's my penis. Russell. Dead Poet Society. Correct. It's my favorite movie ever. So now it's two, two to one. one. Yep. Russell leads. I don't want to win the 80s movie category. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is the name of a 1986 film starring Chuck Norris that was inspired by an aircraft hijacking that occurred the year before? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Shane? Delta Force? Yes. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't think it was right. <clears throat> two to two. It's all tied up. Got, Got another action movie one. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing action movie quizzes, apparently. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Um, I am a 1987 movie based on the book of the same name and directed by Brian De Palma. My story tells a real-life federal agent and his small team going against a very famous Chicago mobster in the Prohibition era. What movie am I? Uh, that's not a shotgun. That's my penis. Russell. The Untouchables. Yep. Three to two. Shane, you were close. But you I mean, I hit my buzzer. It just didn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta fix that. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for the last question? Yeah. It is currently Russell 3, Shane 2. Uh, why are we making it like this? I'm going to tie it up. Then I got to think of a question, another question. No. All right. You ready? Ready. Burt Reynolds, Farrah Fawcett, Roger Moore, Jackie Chan, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Bianca Jagger, Jimmy the Greek, and Dom DeLuise as Victor Prinzen, a.k.a. Captain Chaos, 
are engaged in a cross-country race with practically no rules and even uh, less taste. Okay, motherfucker. I forgot my phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Shane. Uh, cannonball run? Yep. Okay. Now it's three to three. It is tied. Now I gotta find out. <laughs> I did think this far ahead. Um. Uh. What's Dave's favorite movie from 1984? 84? Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Shane. Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's, I think that was a little bit later. Was that, was that later? I think so. It's not a shotgun. That's my penis. Russell? Uh, also, why does my phrase sound like a Jeopardy category? <laughs> <laughs> you're the uh, one. You're the, I put the buzzer in for you. I don't know why I did it. Um, is it the Toxic Avenger? It is. Oh, Russell wins the quiz. Ooh. All right. I just Judd Nelson. It's a Breakfast Club reference. But you didn't get the Breakfast the, the Breakfast Club question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This has been. Big brain time with Dave? Hanging brain with Dave. Slash hanging brain with Dave? We'll have to check the email. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Follow up with us on our Spider-Man No Way Home podcast where I will read the emails because I'll have my phone. Yeah, the next week. Next, next week. Next week. All right. Um, also, like, write us. DraftyQ at gmail.com. Follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter at DraftyQ. Yes. Uh, find Instagram. us on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Give us five stars. Please. Subscribe. Please do. Leave also, reviews. Go like my Call of Duty TikTok videos. Yeah. You don't have to do that part. I, I mean, did. Please. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> you didn't like any of my videos. Spoiler. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. We haven't filled the hot tub up yet. That's true. <laughs> Get that hot tub in. I'm, I'm TikToking all day. All right. Well, let us wrap this up. Another exciting episode of The Hostful. Because this has been the DQB Does Hostful. I've been your boy. Your boy. And my hype man, Shane, is here. Hey. AKA The Shane Dog. Woof, woof. AKA The Shane Board. Beep, boop. And Shane Nasty. Ew. <laughs> You wanted this to be a radio show, Russell. It's your fault. It's just I me. love it. It's just me being a radio show. Yeah, I need to do it, too. We also have Ramblin' Russell. I don't know what to do for Ramblin'. I don't either. Ramble. Well, I mean, no, you did just that. Like, I would just like, keep going? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I guess we're to the next nickname. Russellmania! Arg. And then, <sighs> a.k.a. Russell Crow. I gotta work on it. I'm bringing hell with me. (laughs) The wrong, wrong one. It's Kurt Russell. That was Kurt Russell. (laughs) What was Kurt? You tell him I'm coming, and I'm bringing hell with me. Oh, that's Kurt Russell. I meant to say unleash hell. Oh, and on my command, unleash hell. There we go. I got it. Use that on my command, unleash hell. There you go. (laughs)
production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.